City. It's your man, Big Pat, the voice of your Charlotte Hornets. And you're listening to the All Hornets Podcast Network, presented by Sports Illustrated. Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to part two of the draft show. The uh, Orlando Maxens Prosper has just been drafted by the Kings. Orlando uh, Maxens Prosper. Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know it's 3.45 in the morning right now. Um, I know, I was just going to say <laughs> Uh, Olivier Maxis Prosper has just been drafted 24th by the Sacramento Kings, but he's on his way to Dallas. So there are two more picks to Charlotte are on the clock. Uh, Chase, who are some guys you are hoping out are going to be there at 27 and then that Charlotte are going to take here? So, I mean, right now, the number nine and number 11 players on my board are still available. Bryce Sensabaugh, number nine. Leonard Miller, number 11. I mean, either one of them would be an ideal pick here, obviously the position or how they would fit into the rotation and blah, blah, blah. None of that fit stuff necessarily matters to me. If you're getting players that are that high in my, on my board at 27, yeah. I'm, I'm totally into it, but obviously the, what, how the Hornets value these players could be completely different. So we'll have to see, but as of now, there are, there are plenty of players to like that are going to be available here at 27 in a couple yeah. minutes. And there's, there's a bunch of players that they've worked out as well. Um, I'm really interested in this one if they draft someone who they definitely worked out uh, because I think that could give us a clue for late in the draft. So those guys like Marcus Sasser, Gigi Jackson, Trace Jackson Davis, Colby Jones, uh, Julian Strother, Julian Phillips. Those are kind of some guys who I would keep an eye on here. 
in terms of guys like on that list, I mean, like Bryce Sensabar isn't someone they worked out, but he was injured, right? So he couldn't do workouts. So they could have still met with him. Um, he's definitely a guy who I would be interested in. Um, I think Marcus Sasser, especially with that Brandon Miller pick, makes a lot of sense. You know, we, we've talked before about for months now about Marcus Sasser as a potential guy at 27. Um, you know, and the Hornets do need some help at guard. So that's a guy. City uh, Sissoko, Ryan Repair. Guys who, they, they worked out Sissoko. They didn't work out Repair. Um, both guys I think we like, but they don't feel very Hornetsy, do they? Like the Hornets don't normally draft the international players. They generally tend to stay closer to home. Um, so uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they take a swing there. I just have a feeling they'll go safer. They might go someone a little bit older rather than like a young swing piece. But I, I'd be, I'd be really happy with Sissoko or Repair. I, I don't think whoever they take here features to be in the rotation like this year. I'm not expecting that. So for me, this is a developmental pick. So you don't need to take someone who is NBA ready now. You can try and take someone who you think you can groom a little bit in Greensboro. Yeah, I completely agree. Take somebody that you feel comfortable just stashing for a year and then a couple of years down the line when A, the team is a little bit more expensive and B, other players have panned out like Lamella Ball's in his prime. Brandon Miller will be in his prime, PJ Washington, Miles Bridges, Mark Williams. And then you maybe have this young up and coming player on yeah. a rookie scale deal. That could be an impact rotation player for you. That's still much younger than the rest of your core. Um, we could definitely land a lot of players with a much higher upside than you normally yeah. get with the 27th pick here. Do you think Brandon Miller selection at two feeds into this pick at all? So a guy like Gigi Jackson, uh, is, is, do you think they're less likely to go for someone like him now after taking someone in the same position with a kind of similar role and skill set? Maybe, maybe, yeah, I think maybe someone like Gigi might be ruled out, like just another tall shot maker, uh, that like a, maybe like a versatile defensive piece, offensive piece. You might go maybe somebody that's more geared toward like playmaking or defense in general. Um, but I don't think it would preclude you from taking like another wing or forward necessarily. Um, just cause that, I mean, you can always use depth at every single position anyway. And like, like we said, this all in all likelihood will be a Greensboro pick unless they take like an older guard or an older player like Marcus Sasser or Julian Strother or something like that. So what about Nick Smith jr. Here? Uh, we, we, you I, know, was, I was waiting to bring it, that one up. It's not a guy I've got particularly high on my board, but coming into the year, he was a top five pick in the draft and Charlotte sometimes have opted for those kind of big name high school guys. And he is a kind of instant offense off the bench kind of guy. I, I don't love his fit next to the ball. I have to be honest, but if you strictly looking at him as a, as a backup to kind of play off the bench, he's a guy who does bring some offense, probably fits nicely next to someone like Cody Martin does not fit well next to someone like James Bucknight. Uh, that would be a, a pretty uh, interesting roller coaster backcourt of James Bucknight and Nick Smith Jr. But if he's still on the board, like that could be one of those riskier ones that you just go, like it looked terrible this year, but let's just put that down to he had a horrible, you know, reoccurring knee injury, which he tried to battle through. He didn't shut it down. I respect that. He did try on defense. He showed effort. His defensive awareness and his technique was terrible, but he's actually like got a little bit of sneaky length, even though he is super rail thin, which if they did ask, uh, draft him, the Hornets would be like one of the thinnest teams with like JT Thorpe, Brandon Miller, LaMelo Ball, 
Nick Smith Jr. <laughs> they would just be full of skinny dudes. That that weight room would need to get some serious upgrades, I think. Yeah, no, that I, I would be all into that too. That's another top 20 guy for me that, I mean, at this point in the draft, it's hard to pass that up no matter what, you know, or no matter how it slots into your team in the future. So, I mean, the, the, it, but to the same degree, maybe you could look for somebody like C.D. Sissoko or maybe like Andre Jackson or something and kind of like counteract that, you know, drafting or so many of these like developmental prospects physically anyway. And you get somebody that has like that NBA ready frame right now. But we'll have to see. The 25th oh, pick is in right now. 25th pick is in. The Boston and it is Celtics we just discussed. via the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. I've seen it. Who we got here? Marcus Sasser. Yes. So Marcus Sasser replacing a Marcus with a Marcus uh, is what it seems to be. I mean, they literally do play there. the same kind of way. Obviously, a bit smaller, but, you know, they've just lost the guard defender, some toughness, some outside shooting. Uh, I, I think it's a great pick for Boston. I think he can come in and maybe play a role mm-hmm. for the next year. You know, there's rumors Peyton Pritchard will be looking to maybe move on this offseason. So I mean I know you probably can't comment too much about the Boston team, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna fill in for you here. I, I think it's a great pick, and I know you like Marcus Sasser, um, and you might be seeing him in Maine at some point this year. So that'll be exciting for you. Yeah, so I certainly will be. Yeah, he is a very good player. He's somebody that like I really wanted to rank higher on my board than I ended up like having him. I think I have him at 28. Um, I one of the most productive players in the the country last year for one of the best teams yeah. in the country. So can't really go wrong um, with that at the, at a position of need and with the 25th pick. And I had a bet on Marcus Sasser to go in the first round, which I got at six to one. So there we go. Look, that's pretty good odds. Um, shout out ESPN for uh, updating their mock draft where Marcus Sasser went from like 38 to 29 in their mock draft just before the draft started, which when someone makes that bigger jump, like minutes before the draft starts, that's code for that ESPN knows something. So, yeah. I'm, I feel like ESPN are going to start updating their mock draft like during the draft now just to kind of boost that percentage up. But shout out to Wu and Gavoni. Have you seen their hit rate so far? It's been like very, very high. Uh, I think one point they were 14 out of 20 for the picks, which for a draft with this much uncertainty is pretty impressive. So shout out to Draft Express. Shout out to Jeremy Wu, friend of the program, came on last year's before I moved to ESPN. Um, they're, they're having a great draft for predictions so far. Well, seems like Marcus Sasser is actually going to be on the Detroit Pistons. So oh. we're all good with that one. Yep, <laughs> Pistons traded up. Uh, they got the Celtics slid back to 31 and got uh, future second round picks um, from Detroit. So This is why we love live draft <clears throat> shows. Um, well, I'm sorry you're not going to see Marcus Sasser. I know, but I was looking forward to that for a moment, but... I mean, we'll, I'll find out who I'll, get, who I'll get to see again in about probably another half hour when the Celtics pick at 31. Sasser to Detroit. Um, who have they got? Jaden Ivey, obviously. Killian Hayes. Do you think this is the end of Killian Hayes? You know, carrying, you know, drafting a first-round point guard when you've already got Jaden Ivey there as the lead ball handler. Do you think that's a sign for them that they're moving on? Or do you think it's just pick them and figure it out later? Yeah, I'm... I don't know. I mean, do you really have the outlook of your seventh pick being your fourth guard or like drafting a guy at 25th with the intention of him being your fourth guard? I'm totally into drafting 
just getting good players in the late first round and not necessarily being like, oh, he needs to be a high-level contributor for us at the top of our rotation or something. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of a tough a tough sell unless you plan on moving Killian Hayes, um, who I assume would have some amount of value around the league, maybe. But yeah. I don't know. But at the same degree, you're obviously not going to get um, like what you'd get from a normal former number seven pick. So. Yeah, that is that is interesting for sure. Mm. Detroit is definitely stacking up on interesting, like very like intense def- defensive young tough. prospects. Tough yeah. is the word you use. Yes. Like anyone, Asar, tough. You know, uh, Marcus, tough. Even going back to the last couple of years, that they you know they draft people with a certain mentality. That's for sure. Um, so Indiana on the clock now, the last team before Charlotte. It seems Charlotte are going to keep the 27th pick, which is a bit of a surprise to me because that is a guaranteed contract. That's going to be on the main roster. Um, there obviously could be a trade just like there was with the, the Boston pick to Detroit. So they, they could make the pick and then there could be a reported trade afterwards. But as it appears right now, Charlotte will be keeping 27. Um, very interesting how this impacts other roster decisions, free agents, Dennis McJr., uh, Kelly Oubre, restricted free agents, Miles Bridges, PJ Washington. If they make this pick, that starts to really add up to some, some confirmed rosters. And it makes me think they're less likely to keep 34 if they make 27. Do you agree? I, absolutely. I like it would not, not to say it'd be like untenable, but it would be pretty close. Like you'd be Three rookies. The, only, the only free agent you'd be able to resign at that point would be, I think PJ like, and then you you, you hit, lose Kelly, Dennis Smith Jr., Svi obviously like, and then the thirty nine and forty one would obviously have to be two way contracts or moved into the future as well. So, but yeah, that would be the, the it would be very interesting if we don't get a trade here in a few minutes. But I don't know. I mean, we we've seen Charlotte we just, just kind of drop out of the sky before. So, all right. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one, with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who we got? 26. Indiana Interesting. State. Shout out. Ben Shepard. Shout out that. Ben Shepard. Right. Belmont so, finest. Yes. What Wrote a rise. article about him being a two-way target about three weeks ago, and he's now in the first round. So, yep. shout <laughs> out to Ben pick. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Small school guys, I love when they get rewarded for producing at a very high level. It's not as easy as you would think to play in the the Missouri Valley Conference compared to something like the SEC or ACC, and it definitely it definitely shows that those skills can translate when guys like him get picked this high. So good for, good for Ben Shepard. That's awesome, and but not somebody we were we were even talking about. So well, it, they didn't right. work him out right, and when yeah. you work out 106 players and. You know, someone, Nick Smith, who was kind of projected to go really in the range, they had four of their picks. Mm-hmm. When they don't work that player out, that like kind of sends up a little bit of a smoke signal that maybe there just wasn't that level of interest there. Um, curious. I, well, in fact, we'll, we'll touch on that if they if they draft Nick Smith Jr. before I, I pose a, a challenging question to you. But we are closing in here. Um, the Hornets, Hornets are on, the, are on clock. the clock again. We might be saying that again tonight. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be, I mean, that would be in it'd be crazy, but in a way, it would be just the most classic like Mitch Kupchak era Hornets thing to do to just make all five of these picks and just be like, "Yep, they're all going to be yep. good players, and none of you are going to complain in two years." Just just wait a second, and then it'll probably work out. It would be the most <laughs> contradictory thing I have ever seen after he said after the trade deadline. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we were too young this year. I blame myself. Yeah. We weren't deep enough. You know, I, I just can't see him mm-hmm. coming into the season with that many young players on the roster again. Um, yeah, you know, the two ways. Remember, we said it before. There's three two ways this year. So fill them up with young players, but on the main roster, you know, I it's, I'm going to be shocked here. So Trace Jackson Davis, another guy I've not mentioned, but a guy I think makes some sense for Charlotte. Gives them a different factor as a big, like a post presence a passer, a facilitator big, kind of a Brandon Clark mold. We've just seen the playoffs, Nikola Jokic, Bam Adebayo, playing through dribble handoffs. Hornets don't have any bigs like that right now. And that's exactly yeah. what Trace Jackson Davis could do. And we've seen Steve Clifford work miracles with Al Jefferson, with Nikola Vucevic. So he has experience of getting the best out of some of these post guys. And I think he could be a really interesting pick. 27 might be a bit rich, a little bit high, which is maybe why I've not mentioned him yet. But he is a guy that worked out, and I could see them making that pick as a guy who's like NBA ready and could toggle between maybe the four and the five. Pick us in. Remember, we talked about Jordan Walsh earlier too, so could be a possibility. Here we go. We'll see. Nick Smith Jr. All right. We got some upside, baby. Hey, all right, Woo! man. He's pumped. He's he's excited, man. I wow. Let's go. All right. Okay. He's so the question I was going to pose you and I didn't before this pick was, who would you rather have right now, Nick Smith Jr. or James Buck Knight? J- Nick Smith, I think. I mean, given the contract status, especially. 
Uh, I have Nick Smith, uh, like I said, as my 18th ranked prospect in this class. James Booknight would probably be in a very, very similar range to that in this class if he obviously not knowing what we know now, just if he were a prospect out of Connecticut uh, at this time instead of in 2021. Uh, yeah, this is a this is an awesome pick. That's like nine spots worth of value for me. I know. I think you had him a little lower than 27th, but uh, I mean, I'm sure that you're not disappointed with this in any way. The upside for this pick here is obviously better than what you normally get at 27. So I'll I'll definitely take this. This is awesome. And he he see he like really emotional. He seems really like grateful to be selected right here. So this is this is awesome. Good for Nick Smith. So where was Nick Smith on your board again? 18. 18. So you got your 18th player just outside your lottery at 27. Is that making you feel a little bit better about the, about the Brandon Miller selection earlier? Oh yeah, I this is definitely, and that's what I would swap. I honestly, I, I got over that pretty quickly. Also, I, I'm I'm ready to just I'm not going to let that bring me down. That I have I, I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again. So. Uh, I'm willing to let it have let it, let it be this time. I'll trust the Hornets' judgment. Um, and here, I mean, the, getting this type of value it just it just lets me know that Mitch Kupchak and and his staff they they know ball. They know what they're doing. It, it may not always be clear right away to everyone, but they've got a plan. So I'll, I'll definitely take it. But I, I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts on him as a him as a player as somebody that's maybe not necessarily yeah. lower on him than consensus but lower on him than where than this draft slot well it look it's fair to say i i had him uh one second here uh i'm just trying to get this working but it's not going to be working for whatever reason so let's just leave that out um look i had nick smith jr ranked 33rd on my board um I have a lot of questions. It's not the pick I would have made. This strikes me as very similar to the James Bond Knight draft, um, where everyone is going, oh my God, how did he drop to us? And there's actually real flaws in the game, which I'm concerned about. So look, I would have preferred to go for like defensive wings. I think we need to add some premier defenders on this team. And I don't think Nick Smith is going to be that. Um, so I would have prioritized that. At the same time, I do understand this team was a, he struggled to score and Nick Smith is going to add to you an element of offense. The mid range game between Nick Smith, uh, LaMelo ball is going to be an interesting to one to watch. There are going to be a lot of insane, like 11 foot floaters that nobody thinks is going to go in. And then they somehow go in between him and LaMelo. I'm very much looking forward to seeing how <clears throat> their two styles contrast um presuming that nick is able to work his way into the rotation here eventually uh like like we said I, I think all of that greensboro stuff still applies right now right like we have to imagine uh he he at least starts the year as somebody that's projected to play yeah with the swarm a lot um coming into the year he was like a pretty much consensus like top maybe yeah. seven or eight pick um he just had a, a, a bit of a rough year and proved to be much more of a developmental prospect or further away in his development per se um, than other prospects were in his range, but uh, still has a ton of like marketable skills that can really work in the modern NBA. He's a great second level scorer. He's a good handle, he's a good hand passer out of ball screens and very good live dribble passer as well. Uh, if, if the three point shot ever comes around, especially off the dribble, if he can, you know, pull up and be a floor spacing threat with 
really any like league average amount of gravity. I think he's going to end up being a rotation player at some level, but yeah, it's just going to take a little bit of, of work to get there. Um, especially uh, well, your guy Royce Sensabar just went the pick pick after. I know um, that's, it was that's not tough. meant to be in Charlotte. You missed him by pick. Um, just before we finish up on Nick Smith Jr. and we'll hop back on for future picks. What grade are you giving the Hornets for drafting Nick Smith Jr. at twenty seven? Ooh, uh, I'll, I'll, I gotta go A minus. I mean, the value on that is very good. Somebody I had ranked much higher. Stick him in Greensboro, see if it works. It's a team that's obviously more than comfortable banking on their player development staff, and it's worked before. So, I'm willing to hear them out on this one again. Yeah, I'm going for a C plus. I get the upside swing. Um, I didn't like his college tape this year. Honestly, I didn't see as much of the high school stuff. If I had, maybe I'd be different. So I'm going to give it a C plus, um, but I, I appreciate there could be a, a different caliber of player in there that we didn't get to see this year. So that'll do it here for the 27th pick for Nick Smith Jr. And we will catch you for the next one's pick.